Hello, everyone, and welcome to Soul Quest, episode number 26. Another lucky number of mine. My birthday is on the 26th, so this is actually uh, one for me. So today, I'm actually sitting with the old, long childhood friend. Uh, went to middle school together and then kind of really hooked up when we got to high school. Uh, been a big influence in my life when it comes to skateboarding. Um, some of you guys who listen to this podcast probably know who he is. And if you're not, uh, we're going to talk and he's going to share some things that uh, that he's gone through in his life and what he's going through now. And uh, and he's got a story to tell and I'm, we're here to listen to it. And maybe something he says might might uh, inspire you to uh, make a change in your life and, and do something for the better. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I introduce you to the one and only Mr. Eric Maven. What's up, brother? <laughs> hey, doing? what's happening? Damn, so doing well, man. Cool, cool. So, I, I know you don't live here uh, in Houston anymore. You, you've done, you know, ventured off to an, another city. Where are you at these days, homeboy? Uh, yeah, just been up in Connecticut. Um, we decided to leave Houston, so we're up here now. Man, the other day we were on uh, on the phone, and man, we I feel like we should have been podcasting then, but like, yeah, we were just kind of talking about, you know, what's been going on with you in the past couple of years, and you sent yeah. me like this write-up, and uh, man, it was really tight. And uh, that's why I was like, as soon as you sent in, I saw it. I was like, dude, we, we have to podcast. So you, you wrote a little piece called Rediscovering the Wild Soul, dude. So I guess if you want, uh, you know, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes if you want me to. But uh, I just sure. go, ahead, go ahead and explain, dude, like uh, what, 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 you know, what made you want to write that up? You know what I'm saying? Tell us, tell us why. Okay, well, a piece like that. Well, um, okay, well, I'll start from the beginning. Start um, from the beginning, dude. Well, I know I was, I was there with you, dude, in the beginning, the teenage years, <laughs> you know, where it all started. Oh, for sure, for sure, all the forties and shit, blunts, forties and blunts, forties and blunts and skating, and skating. Yes, before we had children, everything. So, um, yeah, so as all you guys who know me, I was a big partier, love drinking beer, love everything for that matter. I mean, I never hard drugs, but um, definitely drinking was part of my deal. So, um, say 18 years old, about 40 or 41 years old. I was a six-pack-a-day kind of guy, and then just drinking, and and it finally had caught up to me, and uh, I got sick, man. I just, like, I was, I was look, not looking too good. My skin wasn't good. I was just not feeling well, um, like, feeling like crap every day, and you know, like, I, I ended up in the, go ahead. Go on, keep going. You ended I up. ended up, in the, I ended up, like, my liver was given out on me. So I, I saw you, uh, actually, uh, rest in peace, Mr. John Busa, and yeah. I, we threw a memorial service uh, for him, and I invited you, because, uh, I know you, you guys kind of part ways uh, for a little bit. And, yeah. you know, I was like, man, you know, I'm going to invite Eric, you know, like to come through. And uh, you came through. And I remember you showed up and like, dude, your skin looked different, dude. And, and you were underweight. And I was like, yes, oh, God, what's wrong with you, Eric? You know, like and you hung out for about a minute, but then you left. But that was around the time everything was going down. Right. Yes. Like I. I went to the hospital. I had gastritis, which is uh, inflammation of the stomach lining, and it was and it was I was sick. I was real, sick. and I I was having some uh, like liver problems. The drinking like 
poisoning my body years and years. And um, that's you saw me, I got out of the hospital, and that's when I just quit everything, cold turkey. And um, so it took me a good fucking all the way until, you know, the last six months I've been feeling better than I've felt. Dude, like, you look good I, right now. You look like old Eric, dude, like back in the uh, day thanks. for kids. Thanks, man. Like I'm at my fighting weight, actually, but we can we can get to that in a minute. Yeah, but, yeah. Actually, I want to bring that up too. So, so uh, you had just got out of rehab, right? Like around that time. Well, it, 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 I didn't. I didn't go to a rehab. I would just got out of the hospital. Oh, okay. And and um, you know, everyone was like, "Man, you need to go to rehab to help you with your stopping drinking." And I was like, "No, this was a." enough of an eye-opener I need to be here for my family um I don't need to drink um I mean I quit cigarettes cold turkey when I was like 31 and uh that was pretty tough but this was different I thought it was gonna I didn't know it was gonna be as hard to quit as it really was um yeah after after that long of drinking your body truly needs it to be well even though you're making yourself unwell the entire time it's uh that's how it works that's how it works if you keep putting toxins in your body and just and it subsides all the your body's trying to gain itself back every time you stop drinking that's what the hangover is and um you just keep fueling it you know yeah you keep Feeling it and yeah, yeah, fueling it. Yeah, fueling it. So like your body, a physical, not a, it's a big time mental addiction, but it's a physical addiction. Ah, you're breaking up, dude. Oh, you broke up a second. Um, okay, well, okay. Um, so <clears throat> tell me, you were telling me a little bit. Like what it like when you were in the hospital. I thought that was an interesting story. How you, 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 yeah. just, you bounced out of that place. Like what, what happened, dude? Like what, what was going on with you mentally that you, you I mean, you actually thought for a second, you know, uh, you know, they were trying to, sed of course, they were trying to sedate you, like I, like you were telling me, right? Like, yeah, yeah, what happened, dude? Like how you got out of there? Okay, well. This is kind of messed up. I went to the hospital in the first place because it started throwing Okay. Like late, late, late one night. And I was like, I need, I was like, man, I need to go to the hospital, dude. I think I go, I get to the hospital. I, I call the ambulance. I go to the hospital and they start hooking me up with all kinds of, um, IVs and doing all kinds of things, giving me CAT scans, just normal procedure. Yeah. You know, I mean, I did, I did call, so they were trying to make sure I was gonna be stay alive and stuff. So after after a couple of days of that, I they I you know I stabilized, but they didn't want to let me out. <laughs> They kept jabbing me every every couple of hours, taking blood. I mean, doing things that were just extreme, in my opinion. Yeah. And I I I felt there was that they were going to kill me in there. Um, and you hear, you always hear of these stories of people dying in the hospital. It's because they what you go through in the hospital is pretty damn traumatic. It can and it can so, alter the brain. You know what I'm saying? Oh uh, uh, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's how I was saying. Like, keep going, dude. <laughs> yeah, so they were, they were, they'd come in every hour or two hours and they'd flip on the lights, bright lights in my face and say, do you know what time it is? Do you know what day it is? And I'm like, at first I did. After a day or, and a half of that, I was like, fuck no, I don't know what day it is. I don't even, I'm starting not to even know my own fucking name. So I was like, my fight or flight response kicked in and I was like I got to get the fuck out of here or I'm gonna die so so I start 
coming up, scheming up ways to make, make my split. And, um, I just, first I just unhooked all the IVs from me and just started like walking, trying to walk straight out the door. And the security was like, nah, nah, you, you can't do that. Um, because I guess they could be held liable if I, I if I were to walk out and die. Plus, I didn't I didn't pay <laughs> I didn't have insurance at the time, so they want to make sure they get their money too. But um, so I was pulling all kinds of schemes. They led me back to my room. They finally like kind of strapped me down one arm, and uh, I was like, "Dude, I gotta I gotta bounce. I gotta bounce." And I, I had, I guess they didn't know I had like, um, I always got some kind of weapon on me and I had my knife in my belt on the inside of my, uh, my belt loop. And, uh, so I cut the strap that they had, <laughs> this is, this sounds funny, but I cut, cut the strap with it. They had hooked me up to the bed and I put on my street clothes and dude, this is all while feeling very terrible. I mean, you saw me. I yeah. was, I mean, my fight, my weight should be about 140. Mm -hmm. I was about 119. Oh then. my God, dude. I've yes. been there and, before. Uh, yeah, keep going. And, and anyway, um, so I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sneaky, even in that condition. So I, I got, I got out some way and blended into some people going, uh, down the hall, then I like took to the uh, took to the stairwell, and I bounced, and I called my pops. And I was like, "Pops, come get me, man!" He's like, well, "Well, aren't you in the hospital?" I was like, "Yeah, but I'm outside the hospital now. You got to come get me because I'm I'm breaking out of this this camp." <laughs> so he ca he came and got me, and anyway, I think he definitely saved my life because i think if i would have stayed in there i would have died so um yeah then the, then the aftermath happened okay so um, <laughs> what happened in that process dude so you, you so going home and then my dad my dad i mean i had my i have my home in the heights oh. and at that point my uh, my baby's mama and my baby had bounced on me, uh, just, I mean, there was problems, obviously, due to the alcohol and things and all, all that. That's a whole other story, but they weren't with me. So um, my dad said, okay, you're going to rehab at my house. So I went to his house, and that's when, like, the nightmares really began because it was, I was, making my way to the bathroom i couldn't keep down any food any water i was uh i was my body was dying and uh so my dad just let me be and just let me do my thing and um i wasn't taking the medicine the doctors are giving me because that it was like xanax because i was also detoxing from xanax but it was a much stronger um benzo benzodiazepam and it, it was like taking 10 xanax xanaxes and I, I took one and i didn't know my name i didn't know i just all i could do is lay there i was like i don't want to feel like shit and then feel like this on top of it and i heard this was very dangerous i heard that that could have could cause grand mal seizures along with um the alcohol detoxification so i mean i was dying but after about a week at my dad's house I started to be able to hold down water and then some bread and I mean I started from ground one from the from the ground up man like uh you know after, and then I finally started to feel somewhat normal after two weeks hey so wait then, then your pops does he live here in Houston or does he yeah he he, he now lives in, in the woodlands. He, oh. he has a place in Chicago. Now he's in the woodlands. Oh, okay. uh, help, helping my older brother with his business. Oh, okay. Right on. Because I remember he was from Chicago. He lived out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I was born actually in Chicago. 
Oh, really? And um, oh, yeah. yeah, me and Vanessa, you know, my younger yeah, sister, yeah, yeah, Vanessa. Yeah, of course. We all went to see and it, Yeah. I'm just saying that for the, the oh, masses out there yeah. so they know what's <laughs> going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were born there. Then we moved to Houston, like, when I was, like, three and she was, like, one and a half. And okay. we've lived in Houston ever since. But, yeah, um, he's he let me rehab at his place in the woodlands. And that was great. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was wondering, I was thinking in the back of my head when you were telling me this story, I was like, I thought his dad lived in Chicago. It's like, did you end up driving or flying out there? And under, you know, <laughs> honestly, I don't, I don't think I would have made that trip because I couldn't yeah. get in the plane in that condition. Yeah. And in the car. I mean, I was using the restroom like it risk is, I don't want to gross people out, but I was like, either it was either coming out, uh, going up or going down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. It was, it was terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I Remember, I was telling you that, you know, we were talking about each other's addiction, you know, like mm -hmm. you said, like in that, that article you wrote, like, if I was skating, I was having fun, having beers. If I was bike riding, I was having beers and like everything you were doing had to involve mm -hmm. alcohol. And I recall, you know, in my early 20s, throughout my whole, my late teens and er throughout my whole 20s, like, I mean, I was the same way, dude, like. Yes. You know, uh, you know, it, even if I did work and oh, uh, we we were bike messengers for a little. Oh, I was a bike messenger for a while and you came downtown. You worked for how long, dude? What'd you say? Uh, maybe like two months. Two months. Tops. Okay. I remember you came Tops. down and you were a bike messenger as well. And I mean, the bike messengers, you just know, like, the, we just had a reputation for drinking. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. We'd be on our bikes riding around from bar to bar, drinking and drinking. And I mean, there were times too, like we'd be drinking all night, wake up, you know, go to work. I have to drink a beer in the morning just to catch my wits. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was Same. like oh my God. And then like, or like I'd be hung over, like from, you know, I start at eight in the morning, nine in the morning, and then like just hurting until like, lunchtime came and you know there were bars in downtown so i would go to the bar and buy a beer just to mellow out you know yes and uh and then i would go back to work after lunch and you know i i'd you know be hustling because that was the busy time for me and then after i got off of work boom so i, I would have some more beer so i did a lot yeah. of drinking as a bike mister but if you take it back to like when we were kids you know i I really started hanging out with you and I was like 18 because we skated like every mm -hmm. day, you know, me, you, Busa, you know, Joey and whoever, like we'd hook up and skate a lot. And then all these other kids, but we always ended the session off drinking every yes. single time, dude. We, but back then we were drinking like forties, forties of all yeah. old English hurricane, uh, <laughs> you know saint, saint Ives, Ives. you know like all those dude uh i mean it was just non non-stop drinking but i can see i kind of you know when i got married i mean i kind of slowed my roll a little bit but it wasn't till i became a trainer you know i absolutely i like i, I told you i was like i had to practice what i preached and i, I went cold turkey so you're on this cold turkey trip now like how long have you been dude like you know oh man it's i've i haven't touched a drink in um this coming january will be two years what? so it's yeah so it's been like a year and what month is it seven a, a year and seven months okay okay and um and honestly it it hasn't been hard because it any craving I thought I might have felt is has been has been replaced by that sick feeling. So, so I mean, uh, every there's no cra alcohol cravings whatsoever. Because if my, if I even start to think about alcohol, I think of that experience in the hospital and how sick Ooh. I felt, and I can't. I it's just it's a good association because now I just can't touch the stuff i don't even want to think about it but um it it was a test because just i just how i wrote in that article that 
you know, I hope everyone r- reads. It's going to be, I'm going to start a blog about that. Right and on. People, right people can contact me. And I mean, it doesn't have to, it's not a bad thing. I mean, as we get older, you know, the we want to last forever, you know, and you know, we're the same age, Cisco. And yeah, I'm playing, I'm planning. I mean, I go to the skate park. I still want to like blow up with these kids. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, man, I'm, to keep at a high level, we got to keep, we can't trash our bodies or, you know, yeah. we're going to be, be washed up like so many people we, we know. <laughs> True. Like, I mean, there are a couple of skaters I follow online and they went, like I, I follow Neen Williams, you know who he is. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I love Neen. Yeah, he actually like uh, he did this whole take on how he goes. Man, all he used to do is is skate and then party and drink and skate and party and drink. and now he's like a super health nut, dude. But uh, like a lot yeah. of skaters went through that. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole party yeah. thing, and and ended up, you know. Uh, just be doing better for themselves because they love skating so much. They wanted to continue skating. You know what I'm saying? They didn't want yeah. to wash up. And there were those, you know, skateboarders in the eighties and early nineties who totally drugs and alcohol, like totally took over like the Papa's brothers. That's a tragedy. Like yeah. uh, Toss and what was it? Ben Papa's like, mm-hmm. I, you know, that was, that was a horrible, like, I mean, I thought the documentary was, was pretty, I mean, those guys were shredders, dude, but like yeah. drugs and alcohol took over their, their lives, you know? And uh, well, it's, it's the whole with skateboarding is kind of like, uh, you're kind of semi a rock star. So you like want to party like one and, and it's, and it's, it's fun to get wild and, and go nuts and all that. I mean, there's, there's different kinds of skaters now. And in this day, skating's more looked at, as as more of the sport it really is yeah and not and not just you know a wild like reckless lifestyle i mean people people encourage their kids to do it now oh yeah and um um, it's a healthy it's it's a completely healthy dude everything about it all those kids that are like sponsored by nike or you know the pro top pro skaters like dude they actually train and work out you know Mm -hmm. they go to training facilities and they're doing all this even chris jocelyn one of my favorite skaters of all time new age skaters but like that guy too he did a little i saw a little piece on him and he said the same thing he goes and there he showed some video footage where he's landing tricks and he goes straight and starts drinking beer because I got, I can't do that no more, dude. Like, I mean, that guy's, yeah. a, you know, he's a ruler. Letitia Bufani as well. Like, she's, I see her video. She's out there working out on stability balls yeah. and lifting weights and doing agility tricks, you know, exercise. I'm like, wow, it's it, it's actually gone to the next level. But these are also yeah. like million dollar athletes, dude. Like skateboarders yeah. make millions of dollars these days. They weren't making that money that time, you know, when we were kids. Yeah so definitely but yeah the whole i mean it's changed for the better and like you said it's more like you can even see like the way kids you know the little kids start off and like you know kids are a little bit more clean cut you know mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they got their focus but they're way better at such a young age you know but you know i, I don't think that that lifestyle of like you said earlier reckless a good example bam margera you know what i'm saying like he took yeah. it to the next level by was starting CK or what was that called? CYK. C- yeah, CK1 and K1. So like that was like that rebellious, you know, blow up everything, jump off everything, hurt yourself, yeah. and then jackass became that way. And then yeah, I mean, those guys actually bam, I follow him. He's doing good out there, but man, he went through some rough he, times, dude. He, he's okay, but I mean, if you look at him. He, he's younger than us, but yeah, he, he looks older. He looks us. much older. <laughs> yeah, he's he's probably yeah, like, about a good five years younger than us, I think. Something Maybe. like that. Something I mean, like that. I mean, to 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 bounce back from really hardcore partying, it, you can't just you know quit and that's it. You have to implement a completely new lifestyle, and that's that's what I did. 
Yeah, it's a one-inch range, dude. Hey, and my hat goes off to you, dude, because it's 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 tough. And I talked about this when we were on the phone the other day. How you remember I told you I, I did five years sobriety, like I didn't touch any alcohol, and yeah. all it took was one fucking day, <laughs> one day. I was on a cruise and I took one drink. And I was fucking back on the sauce, dude. Like drinking, yeah, man. Started drinking hard again. And well, the same same thing happened to me. Not in this. I see. I say I've been uh, haven't touched alcohol in a year and seven months, or you know, at the end of this month will be a year and eight months, because I had quit before that for about seven months, and um, cold turkey then too. But I didn't make all these lifestyle changes. I just stopped alcohol, but I was still eating all the salty food, eating late at night, um, not not exercising like I should. Um, and so I didn't rehab like I wanted to, but I did start feeling better, feeling better enough to have a beer. And then when I had a beer, it was like, OK, I can drink again, I think, because I I feel OK. And I, it was, it was a fast downward spiral, man, because my body just doesn't like it anymore, period. So, so I, that's what wound me up in the hospital sick, um, a year and eight months ago. So I don't even count that seven or eight months when I quit before that. I don't count that in my recovery because to me, that was BS because I didn't do it right. Yeah. So this time, this time with this recovery, it's full on. I'm, I feel I'm doing just about everything right. And I mean, I'm, I'm still learning right now. This is, I'm oh, learning to live. I'm learning to live without that alcohol because like you were saying, I associated beers with everything, no matter what there was a beer, even like taking my kids to the park. Like, okay, let me grab a couple of 16 ounces while she runs around and plays and I'll bullshit with the hot moms and like <laughs> maybe ask them out or I don't know. I mean, you know, you know, Gabby, my 22 year old, I partied her whole life and she can't believe like what I've done for myself mm-hmm. now. Like she's, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm truly blessed and I'm happy that I can make her proud now. I mean, yeah. she had fun with me back. She had fun with me back then. Uh-huh. But now she's has more more fun with me because I'm present and I can be there to actually advise her and help her. Yeah. Uh, instead of just, you know, be party and dad, the fun dad. I'm still that just minus the alcohol. So. Yeah. Well, hell, dude, let's go into the second part, dude. So sure. Uh, you're telling me a little bit that um, uh, you're living in Connecticut. You're out there farming, uh, have a garden. Uh, you're into. Uh, you're still skating. Uh, you're doing uh, Bikram yoga. Uh, yeah, I do hot, hot Bikram yoga. Yeah, hot Bikram yoga. You're into jujitsu. I mean, tell me, like, you know, what's up? You know, what what made you? I mean, of course, you know, of course, all that happened, but. Now yeah. to to go, you've always been you're 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 into botany, dude, because you used to have a yeah. sick ass. I remember like going into your backyard. You had a greenhouse and all these plants and vegetations, and yeah, you definitely know a lot about all that stuff, dude. So like, I'm sure you've incorporated that into your lifestyle because you said once you stop drinking, like everything seemed more vibrant. You're your, your sight, your hearing, you know, like, yeah, you're able to just tune in more. And then plus you're out of the city life, dude, you're connected <laughs> to nature again, you know, and is which is yeah. one of the most healing things you can do for yourself. You know what I'm saying? You get all the, the drama, the hectic noise, you know, all that. And you just, be, you know, you have this isolation, but for your situation, I think it's, it's therapy, right? I mean, when do you say? Oh, def- definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, you know me. I've I've always been a social dude. Like at, yes. at my heights house, at my heights house, there'd be a skateboard party every day after work, 
And then every weekend, it'd be all weekend, and there'd be people filing in, filing out, different sessions, and it was great. I wouldn't have changed. I wouldn't change that for the world. But with my new lifestyle, it's like I don't want a bunch of fools over partying all the time. I mean, so this, at least at the beginning of, I'm learning my new life. Um, it's good to be kind of away from everybody. Um, and you know, I've still visited friends when I went back to Houston and everyone around me still drinks. So that's, that's not, that's not the thing. Like, I'm not one of those guys like, Oh, you shouldn't drink. Cause how can I say that when I had fun for 20 something years, uh, everyone can figure it, figure it out for themselves if it's for them or not. I mean, that's none of my business. But uh, how you were saying about being out in nature, yeah, I mean, I started feeling like ultra, ultra good. My skin got clear. I mean, you can see me on this podcast, like no wrinkles. My hair started growing back thicker. I had some gray hair and they're, they're no more. I don't know what, what I did. I think I, maybe, I, maybe I got bitten by a wolf out there in the field or something. Passed on a, it may have passed on a little something to me, but. Um, no, but all seriousness, I started feeling really good. So I was like, yeah, I did play it around with yoga a little bit, but never religiously. And it, I, I used to feel if I go one day, then I did something so good for my body. And then it'd be months or something before I did something like that again for myself. But now I do it religiously. It's the hot Bikram yoga. It's an hour and a half, um, in like 105 degree temperature you do the same like 60 or 65 poses and I do it almost every day I go to this uh, yoga studio and I after I started doing that for a month my body started transforming into something different and I mean I'm more muscular and everything than how I was in my 20s it's very it's it's very cool and so that and eating all the fresh vegetables all that I started feeling so good that I was like let's see what else I can since I have all this energy and all this ambition let's uh let's see what I can do with a lot of the money I was I'm saving because I don't buy beer that was at least you know it doesn't seem like much but a $15 a day habit yeah at least yeah if you're buying six packs of 16 ounces you know like yeah Six yeah. pack of 16 ounces and then getting up the sake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, so, like, you find yourself having all this money you didn't realize that you're wasting. So I was like, okay, let me see. What else can I, I do for myself? So I started jujitsu, and now my body's transforming in a different way. And it's also changed my mind in a um, – I've become – I've only been doing it for a short time now but i've i've become all of a sudden competitive again yeah. well jiu-jitsu is um, very competitive dude because you you got it's like playing chess you know you you set someone up whether you're holding their arm and you wearing them out you know or you grab their leg and a leg lock or something you're or you're gripping them it's it's very a lot of strength endurance dude you got to have my, 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 uh, you know, Sean, my younger brother, he, yeah, that's right. He does jujitsu too, right? Yeah. He's, he's three years into it. And he's a blue uh, this belt? last time, I'm not sure what belt he is, but the last time I was in Houston, uh, like two months ago, he, I, I saw him and his body is just spectacular, spectacular. He looks like Spider-Man. I mean, yeah, he has zero, zero fat. He's shredded and he doesn't work out. He, it's just solely from jujitsu. And yeah. I was like, okay, I, I want to be, I need to get on this trip. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's not even for self-defense. I mean, I, I know how to handle myself that in that fashion, but uh, it's just for like, it's, it's, it's fun to like wrestle folks, you know? Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's, that's what I've been into. Like, I, I don't know what I'm going to try next. Maybe you as the trainer yeah. might have some suggestions for me. I want to do just more, whatever I can, whatever I can to just keep bettering myself. And I mean, I got a second chance at life and, um, and 
So I'm just like, let's make this, uh, this one count. Cause I'm, I've, my friends have always told me I've, I've have nine lives. Uh, I've blown up myself. I've been in a car wrecks. I've like almost cut, got my hand cut off. Um, I've been in explosions, two of them actually. Um, I mean, I've, I've busted my head open countless times. I know I've had concussions, um, hit over the head of bottles. I've stabbed once. I've never been <laughs> shot, but um, hit with baseball bats. I mean, you name it, dude. And I'm, I'm quite certain that I am on my, my final life. So I got to use this one. I, I tell my brother, my brother's like, what's going to be your jujitsu handle? I was like, man, I'm a, according to the internet, I'm dead. Uh, I've been dead for two years, so I'm going to be like the ghost. So, <laughs> so whatever I do now, whatever I do now is just all extracurricular because I'm already dead. So yeah, right. That's, on, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a joke, but yeah, uh, it's true. Yeah. According to the internet, um, I w- shouldn't, I would have died a long time ago from yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. Hey dude. I mean, I have some other friends, you know, who've, who've lived a, you know, very adventurous life when it comes to, you know, and some of them are, are locked up in prison right now, you know, because of it yeah. or have died, you know? Yeah. We know, we know a lot of the same people that yeah, are no we longer do. with we us. We actually do. We, we grew up together. So we actually know the same of people who, and then we know some of them who've had those very hard, challenging, you know, addictions times mm-hmm. and uh you know it, it's they're all lessons though dude it's just when do you want to accept the lesson and go forward you know what i'm saying when do you want to make a change for yourself when do you want to start eating better when do you want to start drinking stop drinking and and you know when you want to start taking jujitsu and doing yoga you know what i'm saying the time is now yeah. dude. you know what i'm saying like Definitely. i want I want to be 65 and still be doing physical active stuff, you know, like, I would oh, definitely like, I have a, I have a three-year-old now. And so dude, I mean, when I'm 60, okay, let's see, she's three, 15. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit of an older dad on this go around, but I want to see, I want to see her kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I want to see her graduate college and, and that's that's on my drive now. It's family is so important these days. Whenever you realize that you you can't just trash your body all the time, it's it, it's selfish to everyone around you, um, because everyone cares about you and they see you doing this to yourself, and you know that it's not making these people happy, but you just you just go with that feeling and this I don't give a fuck attitude. And it's, it is very selfish because it, if you want to kill yourself that way, that's all fine. But you leave all these people in your wake that they're just, they're suffering because of you. And it's, it's just not fair. I mean, I put a lot of people through a lot of things and uh, now it's time to just be the best I can and uh, don't do that to them anymore. <laughs> yeah. And be there to help them. True true uh, uh yeah exactly what you just said kind of i kind of went through something like that a couple of days ago so <laughs> over some other stuff but that's another story so yeah um what i wanted to bring up next is like dude this is uh why i, I you know we do this podcast called soul quest and you know you you had that little uh write-up that you did and it had the word soul in it so like my next thing question uh, for you is like, dude, you started, you've been doing this for a couple years now, I think, but uh, you started, uh, you know, uh, your own brand called Stealth Campers. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. About that, dude, because I think they're amazing, dude. I actually, I told you, I, I picked up a van again, just, you know, because I saw what you had did to yours. And I was like, dude, I can do this with the van again, you know? So tell yeah. us what's going on. What made you start that, man? Okay. Well, um, I, um, I, I, when I left Houston, um, like 
my baby's mama and my baby, when they moved to North Carolina and I was like, okay, I'm kind of, I need to be around my, my, my baby and who knows what's going to happen with me and, uh, you know, her name. Um, so, so I was like, at the very least, I do want to just be around my child. So, um, I, I got this gig with one of my buddies who has a forest, uh, he has this degree in forestry and I called him. I said, Hey, I'm going to be up at near North Carolina to, and he just said, Hey, uh, do you want to make 350 bucks a day? I was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. That sounds great. Um, doing what? And he says like, we're going to be marking trees for, for timber conservation. I was like, that's right up my alley. I'm a nature guy. So I said, he has, I said, where are we going to be staying? He's a a Airbnb or tents or whatever. I was like, okay, okay. So I built this, uh, with the help of my friend, I bought this, uh, flatbed and I built a cool trailer on it and um kind of kind of lived in that and it, it was plush I had everything I needed in there a desk um stove it was small you couldn't stand up in it but it had an AC unit and um also it, the back opened so I could transport my motorcycle because they got to come with me wherever I go yeah and and um so everyone uh, that saw it on the road was like honking and every time I stopped at the gas station they're like man where'd you get that where'd you get that I was like oh I built it and that's when I, I realized man people are digging this kind of like being on the road thing and being a- being able to kind of not get a hotel room and just stay wherever you stay whether yeah. it be a parking lot or you know a national park just whatever so um I sold that trailer and then I bought a van, like a big E350, like um, it was a handicap van. It was like a bus. We called it the possibility bus. I gutted it and um, there was so much interest in that after I finished it. I, I bought it. I mean, I don't want to give up exact numbers, but I bought it for a very low price. And when I sold it, just from what how I built out the inside, it went for 10 times more than what I bought it for. Wow. So, so I was like, okay, this is, I'm on to something here, especially with the pandemic. It was, yeah. uh, people didn't, couldn't travel. They couldn't fly. So people were driving everywhere. Uh, so it's kind of like this van life thing. Yeah. So, so I've, um, I've just been getting better at, at my carpentry and, I'm, I'm kind of a DIY everything guy. So, I mean, I've gotten into welding and fabricating all kinds of things. So I've, I'm on my fourth build now and I'm, I'm keeping this one. Yeah. But yeah, that's how that came about because of the interest in it. So my, my dreams, which are going to be, they're happening as we speak, but I want to just as a side gig be, buying these buses uh outfitting them then flipping them yeah. to like homies or doesn't have to be to homies but real nice ones i've kind of put a lot of i i make these things as if i was going to stay in them yeah that's how i've made yeah. my past four yeah. so they're all unique in their own way and uh definitely livable and uh so yeah that's how it came about man just like this day and age everyone wants to travel in that yeah. fashion and have have all their things it's just like a little house going with you wherever exactly dude so, uh, that that is a big thing i have several friends and a couple a client who are getting those and fabricating them like they're buying like the the sprinters or the the fords and they're getting them decked out for like you know they're mountain bikers or they just want to go and Actually, there was a movie that won an Academy Award uh, this year for a woman who's like does that. She jumps in a van. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I've been meaning to watch it, man. Uh, but that movie won Best Picture. But it's about oh, nice. a, a woman who travels around in, in like a, a living van. I think. I, I think. I, I don't know. I need to see it. But uh, but yeah, man. Uh, I think that's rad. Actually, I you know I saw actually I saw one of them that you made. Uh, I think it was the green one. 
that the doors okay. open in the back. I, I went and I saw that and I, I actually that's that's the one I saw in person. But uh and then I've been just following you on Instagram and, and seeing Oh the, the the trailer? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the first one I built. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. That thing was rad, dude. I mean you uh, had yeah. lost, I mean definitely you can live in there. It was like a tiny home, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you had oh, it yeah. up, you know, just right. So you know, I, I I picked up this van again for a very, very small price. And, like, it, it came with the kitchen in it. And, you know, it has two beds in it. So, like, I'm just going to make it a pool trailer. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not going to yeah. drive. So I'm put an A-frame a, a in the front and, and, and hook it up to my ride. And so I can just, like, park it and still drive around wherever I want to and then come back and sleep in it. So. Yes. Uh yeah, dude, I'm looking forward, you know, to doing that uh, soon. I'm, I'm going to try to have mine done maybe by October, no, by November. And I'm just going to test it out and take it to like, I don't know, uh, Huntsville or something. And just, it has outlets for it, you know, for electrical and water. And there's like a water tank inside to keep water reserved. And yeah, nice. I mean, it, it's set up maybe 50% right now but I got to set it up another 50 more. So mm -hmm. yeah, I love doing stuff like that. Like just, you know, Pinterest has been like my, 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 you know, my to go to, cause people man create some crazy, you've created some, some yeah. cool things. And I'm like, man, just, it's just so inspirational, you know? So, so Eric. Yeah. That's, I was just going to add one point thing. That's what comes with like all this clear thinking is you can, your creativity starts coming back to you and um you get all these good ideas you know if you had good ideas while you were partying the ideas really come flowing with a clear head yeah 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 and i, I i've done that you know i come up with some good ideas and i was drinking i should have wrote them down but i didn't i kept partying. <laughs> i kept partying and you know i'd forget <laughs> what was i thinking about oh, i don't even remember yeah so but yeah man um uh, Let's go ahead and uh, wrap this. Uh, actually, there is uh, actually I always end off when, you know, because Sharon and I do this podcast and sometimes she interviews people by herself and we do, you know, we'll tag team and interview someone, but I'm doing you. I always give uh, last words, you know, that you could say to anybody like, you know, just shoot it out there. You know, you can tell somebody sure. something that you know, changed your life or, you know, is leading your soul in one direction? Like, I mean, what would you say to that, that person, dude? Sure. Well, I got to say that, like, you know, once, if, if you make the decision to like change your life or if, if you're struggling for addiction with addiction, it's, it's, it's easier than you think to actually kick it um to kick these habits you just sometimes you need help but if you like search deep in your soul and know what's really yeah <laughs> if you know it's really important to you then your your will can overcome anything i mean the addiction is just that it's just a feeling and you can replace those feelings with um happy feelings and healthy feelings that can give you the same same gratification if but in in the long run there'll be more gratification because you see things pay off and people around you will be happier so you can just infect everybody with this positivity so anyone can reach out anyone that you know any homies whatever because i uh they can reach out to me you know you can tell them my instagram or my facebook actually i was and, that was my last thing i was like so um, go ahead and shoot out your Instagram right now. Your Instagram. Okay. Um, my I'm Eric Maven, and you can find me on Instagram at Maven54. That's M-A-B-B-U-N 54. And you can find me there or on Facebook. You can just type my name, Eric Maven, E-R-I-K-M-A-B-B-U-N, and just reach out. And I I have tons more to talk about on this experience yeah dude you can come back we can do a part two hey don't you have an instagram for stealth as well yeah and um yeah if you go to my page 
Yeah. Yeah. It's you can look up stealth micro campers if you want to see some cool builds that I've done. It's on there. Okay. Right on. Well, Eric, dude, thanks for uh, joining me for this episode. Definitely come back. Uh, I think we're almost at the 50 minute mark with that little delay we had earlier. I guess thank you for uh, showing up and, and sharing your experience of what, what you've been through. And uh, dude, we'll catch it up with a part two. Thank you for listening to this episode of Soul Quest. Uh, Eric Maven uh, is a longtime friend of mine. And, you know, I've seen him grow up and go through the struggles that he went through and how he's overcome them. And I'm so proud of him for doing what he's doing now, you know, in his life and how he's actually becoming the person I think he really needs, you know, he's the, who he really is in, in today. So what do you think, Sharon? Yeah, it was really interesting. I mean, I I knew the Maybins. I wasn't really friends with Eric. I knew of him, but I, I was friends with his brother. I think I've hung out with his sister once or twice. So it was really very insightful. And I, I feel like it could be a real good, inspiring story for someone that might be struggling with an alcohol addiction if you know they're ready to make a change. And just seeing how happy he is now and how much healthier he is, that's it's incredible. Thanks for, for reaching out to him and getting this podcast. Yeah. And he was it. all, he was stoked about it. Cause he has, you know, it's, it, it was for him to tell the story and hope someone else can hear it. And, you know, it's his mission, I guess now to, you know, make a better life for himself and help others. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that, the writing piece that he wrote, the blog that he wrote, that he sent to you, we are actually going to have that on my website as a guest blog it's really good so you guys will have the link in the show notes to go check out what he wrote about his process of detoxing and and awakening his his wild soul yeah discovering his wild soul i love it it was really good so that and then also we have to plug our our amazing (laughs) retreat coming up in march that we're so super excited about it's going to be an incredible time in costa rica be the change. <laughs> be the change. Yes. So March 11th through 16th will be, it's basically just like a self-care and growth retreat. We'll be doing what? Physical workouts and physical workouts and mental, mental workouts. workouts. And then <laughs> the just being ceremony. out. Yeah. Being out in the jungle with nature is just, you know, where it's at, I think, you know, to yes. do all that and kind of get out of the the city life for anybody you know would be yes. a good thing yeah it's exciting so. so we'll have the link to that in the show notes as well thanks so much for listening to eric's story today please share this with a friend that you think would be interested in it and we would really appreciate a review your reviews keep us going thank you so much for your support yeah thanks bye guys <laughs>